we like to give. We've always given. We find great joy in giving. And then we raised kids and we really wanted them to grow up in an environment of generosity where they're looking for opportunities to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super important to do that because again, kids can feel, and knowing your kids' spiritual gifts too, maybe your kids have that gift as well. And so you're squelching that gift in them if you're keeping them from giving. But it's really important to train because it is so attached to forgiveness. If you think about a lot of arguments with little kids are because they're selfish. And one of the best ways to train them not to be is to teach them how to the opposite, how to be a giver, how to be generous. All right. Welcome back to the uh, Real Marriage Podcast. Mark and Grace Driscoll. I wonder if they could tell our voices apart. It's probably <laughs> really hard just listening on the audio. Hey, and uh, if you're listening to the uh, Real Marriage Podcast, we are dealing with something called spiritual gifts. These are talents, abilities, skills that God has given to you, your spouse. And if you have kids, they've got these as well. And these are ways that you can serve one another. And the primary section in the New Testament that talks about spiritual gifts is 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. 12 and 14, those two chapters are about spiritual gifts. And then chapter 13 is about the the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. Mm -hmm. And these are different ways in your marriage that you can love each other. One author's talked about love languages. Spiritual gifts are love languages. Some people love by serving. Some people love by giving. Some people love by encouraging. Some Mm -hmm. people love by um, mercy and empathy. And these are different divine designs that God has given you to do ministry to each other and and for others together. And so today we're going to talk about, I think, a gift we both got. Yes. Last episode was administration. Which we both don't have. Both don't have. And so if you're listening to that episode, you're like, they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) You probably do have the gift of administration (laughs) and maybe discernment. And you discern that we don't have the gift of administration. (laughs) Now, in this one, I think we both got the gift of giving. It's in uh, Romans 12, 8. As you would expect, the gift of giving. These are people who they look for opportunities to give. They like to give. And the Bible verses that jump out are like, God loves a cheerful giver. Mm And people with a gift of giving, they don't give to get a blessing. They see giving as the blessing. Amen. 25% of Jesus' teaching is on parables of finances and stewardship and generosity. And, uh, and so um, let me start with a historical example, then I want to interview you. There's a guy named R.C. Letourneau. Uh, he was a very successful businessman. And he created his own line of earth-moving equipment. He had 300 inventions, hundreds of patents, and he loved Jesus. And his goal every year was to give a higher percentage of his income than he did the year before. If your goal is to give away more, you probably have the gift of giving. That was one of his gifts. And uh, he got to the point where he lived off of 10% and tithed 90%. That's awesome. The Bible says to tithe. And tithe literally means a tenth. And he reversed tithe. He reached the point where he was living off of 10% and giving 90% away. And uh, he once humorously said, um, I shovel out the money and God shovels it back, but God has a bigger shovel. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, and Jesus said, you know, of he um, who much is given, much is expected. The mm-hmm. context is financially. And what Jesus says is if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in larger ones. And the context is finances. Mm. A lot of times people think as soon as I get this much, then I'll start being generous. People with a gift of giving saying, I'm starting with generosity. 
And then I'll see what God does from there. But the more he gives, the more I'm going to give. So what is the gift of, or excuse me, the gift of uh, giving look like for you? This is definitely one of your gifts. Um, I love just giving gifts, giving time, giving encouragement, wisdom, just anything, um, because I love serving and helping people because one of my other gifts is serving. And so anytime I see a need, whether it's spiritual, physical, or emotional, I want to give. If The problem with that is that I can give too much without keeping my priorities straight. So I need to make sure that it's giving in ways and to people and things that God wants me to give to, because there's always, you know, millions of opportunities to give. Sometimes you got to say no to some things so you can say yes to the thing that God wants you to say yes to. One of the things God has really asked me to focus on pretty much most of my adult life is single moms. And I love giving to single moms because they have such a hard job um, and they often feel so alone in it and overworked and overwhelmed. And so I love being able to bless single moms in all kinds of ways. And so God has brought a lot of single moms into my life. So that's one area of giving, but there's lots that I, I really just enjoy it. It, so it gives me energy. So when we were brand new married mm-hmm. in college, so there's there's three kinds of broke. There's broke, <laughs> there's new married broke, and there's new married in college broke. That's so right. we were new married in college broke. Maybe be honest with them. What was under our bed? Um, I don't think it was in college. I think it was when we were married and started in ministry. Okay. Um, just lots of gifts. <laughs> I I'm a great clearance shopper for awesome things at a great price. So I would accumulate gifts so that when people got married or had babies or just needed an encouragement, I would have something for them if they came over. Yeah, we're new married broke. I look under the bed. I'm like, my wife's running an eBay store out of my house. (laughs) But what I learned about you is you love to shop on sale. You love to save money, but you like to give And if there's a cute onesie or a little denim jacket for a newborn baby girl or a really awesome candle for a newly married couple or whatever the case may be, when you see something, you're thinking of how you could give it to someone Mm -hmm. and you want to have it so that when the opportunity presents itself, you're already ready to give. People who don't have the gift of giving, they're not prepared. Mm -hmm. People who have the gift of giving, they're looking for the opportunity and I don't think anyone has ever left our home without a gift in their hand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't think of anyone. Everyone gets something when they're walking out the door. That's just how it is. And that's how you are. And I appreciate that. And how can this, though, become a potential pain point in a marriage if one person has the gift of giving and the other doesn't? Uh, you can feel restricted if you have the gift of giving and you're with someone who doesn't, um, like you can't utilize your gift because they're, they keep saying, no, you can't spend that that way, or you can't give that time that way. Um, it can feel, yeah, it can just feel like you're, you're being, um, stingy or, um, cold when you have that gift and you don't get to use it. And so if you have the gift of giving, and you're married to someone who's not, I want to speak to the person who doesn't have the gift. One of the ways you love your spouse is by opening up the generosity in the budget 
because one of the worst thing can happen is, well, there's two ways this can go really dark. One, the person with the gift of giving starts sneaking. Mm-hmm. They get a secret credit card. They open a secret account. They're pilfering money. I mean, now you're not being honest. Yeah. And they're having to almost sneak around to use their spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're just told, no, we're not going to spend that. That's a waste. They don't need that. We're not going to do that. And then what you're really doing, you're not saving money. Um, you're actually um, making massive relational withdrawals from the relationship. Mm-hmm. So whatever you think you're saving financially, you're spending emotionally. That's good. And and you're really dis- you're quenching the work of the spirit in and through your spouse. I mean, if I so I, I I have gift of giving as well. We we both like to give. This never an issue or problem. Give away cars. Give away money. Give away whatever. Whatever. We just like to give. Um, but if I kept telling you no, I would really discourage you mm-hmm. because for some people, their giving is their loving. Yeah. And if they're not able to give, it's like they're not able to love. Mm-hmm. And I would say, too, that givers are also forgivers. Um, you either are a giver or you're a taker. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a giver, you're going to have a hard time being a forgiver. And so what we would ask is, does one or both of you have the gift of giving? And even if you don't, how can you operate in that way? Because our God is a giver. Mm-hmm. And everything we have is a gift from our God. He's the owner. And what does it look like? Maybe uh, talk to him a little bit about this, pivot a little bit to the parenting. We like to give. We've always given. We find great joy in giving. And then we raise kids, and we really wanted them to grow up in an environment of generosity where they're looking for opportunities to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super important to do that because, again, kids can feel... And knowing your kids' spiritual gifts, too. Maybe your kids have that gift as well, and so you're squelching that gift in them if you're keeping them from giving. But it's really important to train because it is so attached to forgiveness. If you think about a lot of arguments with little kids are because they're selfish. And one of the best ways to train them not to be is to teach them how to the opposite, how to be a giver, how to be generous. So, honey, there's there's time. Two sides of the coin for wealth. One is stewardship and the other is generosity. And the gift of giving requires both. Yes. Stewardship is we work hard, we earn our money, you know, through godly, honest, integrous means. We don't overspend, we don't go into major debt, we're not, you know, bad caretakers of God's wealth. Stewardship. So then we can be generous. Yes. And 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 that's the spiritual gift of giving. I think it's two sides of the same coin. It's stewardship and generosity. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about the stewardship portion first and then the generosity portion second. Because honestly, I want to publicly honor you. I think you're really good at this. I, I spend more than you do. You're the <laughs> saver and you're generous. So you're a good steward and you're a generous person. Yeah, I mean, I just try and be wise in how... I spend money for me and the family because I know you work hard for that money and I don't want to be dishonoring of that. Um, And so I try and just create boundaries within, okay, what are the needs and, and what are the things that we'd like to do that would be generous beyond the needs? And so I don't, there's no official formula necessarily that I use, but I do pray a lot about, um, stewardship and giving so that we're hearing from the Lord. What would you say to somebody who they're like, I've got a spouse that just spends a lot. They go shopping, 
They rack up credit card debt. They don't talk to me about it. I just get the bills in the mail and they just say, hey, you just need to be generous. You need, you know, you need to be more giving. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of scriptures against debt and and not stewarding our money. And, and we need to know that it's actually all the Lord's money and he's yeah. entrusted us if we do, you know, you were talking about the tithe. If we tithe 10%, he gives us 90% to... That's generous. That's very generous. And so... I mean, think about it. God could have went the other way and said, okay, it's all yeah, mine. Absolutely. I'll keep 90, you keep 10. Mm-hmm. Instead, God went the other way and said, I'll keep 10, you take 90. That's super generous. Yeah. And so if you do have a shopping problem and you don't know it, or if your spouse has tried to talk to you about that, you need to be realistic about that. And some people do that out of stress or habit or whatever reason, but that's not stewarding money because it's easy to get into debt, especially in this day and age with credit cards and everything. And so we want to live within our means. And there's all kinds of great money management programs out out there, apps and um, other series. And you can accept Dave Ramsey in your heart and (laughs) go with all of his financial advice. So we did cash system for a while just because it was helpful to see, you know, the different envelopes of, okay, we need this much for groceries, this much Mm -hmm. for clothes, this much for you know, tithe. But how and that important was is it on the giving side and on the generosity side that you do put in your budget, not just tithe, which is the 10% mm-hmm. minimum. I think it's a floor, not a ceiling that goes mm-hmm. to the Lord, which is your local church. Then beyond that offering, which is other needs, ministries and opportunities. How important is it as a married couple that you really do prayerfully, carefully come to agreement of this is what we believe the Lord is calling us to do so that every decision during the year isn't a fight. Well, I want to give this. Well, I don't want to give it. As opposed to saying, well, we said we were going to set aside this amount. And now as stewards, we're looking for opportunities to give that away. Yeah, I think it's super important to have that margin. um, Because really, otherwise, you'll just spend it on something you probably don't really need. And I'd rather give that margin to someone who is in need or that it would just be a blessing to or you know, it allows us to truly be cheerful givers because there's a blessing in blessing others. And so um, I think it's super important to allow for that. And and you sometimes have to work up to that because obviously we were in college and newly married and, you know, mm-hmm. we weren't making a ton of money and I was trying to pay off some school loans and we wanted to be good stewards of that. And so it's a process. It's not like you start out you know, with your max, you work toward. But again, it's prayerful asking the Lord, what would you have me give now? What would you have me give toward? When he puts a burden on your heart, being able to do that and yeah. being prepared for that, um, it's important. Well, and for us, it's it's like, okay, we, we're going to get a car. You know, we could sell a car or, or is there somebody we know that needs a car mm-hmm. and we give them the car or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. It's always the person with the gift of giving is always like, okay, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Uh, where can I contribute? And growing up in that environment for our kids, I just am, it was so fun to see them learn the joy of mm-hmm. giving. Yeah. And because as kids, as you said, I mean, as human beings, we're selfish, but we just start that way. Yeah. And once a kid's eyes open up, like there are other people and they have needs and I could meet those needs. And when I meet those needs, um, there's a double blessing because I'm blessing them and God is blessing me with the joy of seeing them being blessed. Because right. a lot of our joy is not in us, but in providing joy for others. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where it's more blessed to give than receive. And so, you know, I could still remember the kids growing up 
they would come home from school or church or sports or wherever, and they were actively looking mm -hmm. for visible needs to meet. Yeah. Um, and even recently, one of our youngest kids started at a new school some years ago when we moved to Arizona. And the teacher told us, they're like, uh, your son carries a lot of money. He just <laughs> is walking around money. <laughs> but he always took money to school so that if any other kids couldn't, if they forgot their lunch money, then he would buy their lunch. <laughs> and so every day he was making sure that everybody was taken care of. And I just thought, man, what a great lesson at a young age mm -hmm. because if he continues that for the remainder of his life he's going to be a better husband yeah. he's going to be a better father he's going to be a better grandfather he's going to be a better friend mm -hmm. because uh, you know it's just a lot easier to do life with people who are givers mm -hmm. absolutely just yeah. in general so what would you say to the couple that one has the gift of giving the other doesn't how would you encourage the one who doesn't have the gift of giving to see and encourage that gift in their spouse. Yeah, I mean, we're told to honor one another as spouses and consider one another. And so I think that's a conversation that needs to be had with every single couple. I think they need to sit down and figure out their gifts. And if this is one of their gifts and one, one has it, one doesn't, for the person that doesn't have it to really listen and be willing to consider that that person enjoys giving and again, practicing stewardship first, but then being willing to put that in the budget and say, yeah, you know what, we're going to do this. This is a good gift. Gifts are good from the Lord. And so we want to be able to utilize that. And maybe the other person, um, the person that has the giving gift needs to be considerate of their spouse's other gift that they haven't considered, but being respectful in that of each other and not just writing it off as, oh, we don't need to do that. Because um, that can be really hurting it can be super discouraging mm -hmm. what it's basically because what it, it can feel like is my gift doesn't matter mm -hmm. and the way god divinely designed me is not something that's lesser than or something yeah we're not going mm -hmm. to value and honor that yeah. and and i would just say as well for those of you that have the gift of giving don't let your priorities get out of order mm -hmm. sometimes people are very generous to everybody but their spouse yeah yeah, we've seen that. We've seen people that are very generous to other people's kids and not their own. Or they the, use it for flattery. Or yeah, they'll, show up, you know, they'll mm -hmm. show up at school and write the big check for the mm -hmm. auction. And then, you know, they, they don't take their kids out for dessert. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, wait a minute here. Mm -hmm. And so it's not only, you know, stewarding the money and being generous with it. It's also keeping the God-given priorities, right. which is first to the Lord and my spouse and our kids. Mm -hmm. And then because otherwise what you can create is an environment where sometimes um, even religious people, they'll give in public ways mm -hmm. to get a lot of praise, but they're not generous with their own family members. Yeah. And it creates some real, I'm just resentment. A, it, it can create some bitterness and some resentment, mm -hmm. but the best situation is where as a family, you are regularly having conversations about the needs of others. And you're praying that God would meet those needs. And you're praying whether or not God would have you to be the one to meet yes. the needs. Yes. So that at least as a family, you're looking outward at others, considering the needs of others, celebrating the meeting of those needs, and seeing if God would have you to be part of the means to accomplishing yeah. the meeting of those needs. So yeah. maybe in conclusion, babe, just some questions to help people think through. Do I have this gift? Does my spouse have it? Maybe do our children have it? 
Yeah. Um, do you give to God through your local church regularly, cheerfully and sacrificially? Do you often hear people commenting that you are a generous person? Do you find yourself looking for opportunities to give your money even when no one else asks? And do you live with a sense of deep awe at how generous God has been to you? Amen. If you'd like more, uh, we've got a free book for you. It's about 100 pages. We get into it in detail. And we'll see you in the next episode where we deal with another one of Grace's gifts. Faith. The spiritual gift of faith. And so when we met, um, you had faith that I I could actually turn (laughs) into a husband. So we'll talk about that in the next episode.